we all have that one thing, that one hurdle, that one fear, you know, that one confusing quirk that we just don't know how to deal with ourselves. And for me, it was that stutter. Uh, and, and the way people devalue my thoughts and my opinions, the moment they learn that I stutter, it's something that I felt. It's something that, you know, broke me. It's, it's something that made me feel amazingly uncomfortable to a point that I didn't like going out and hanging out with people because that, that stutter was limiting me of all the things that I genuinely believe that I can achieve. Well, hello, what's up? My name is Ibrahima Abraham Cisse. I am the creator and executive producer of The Freedom Project. What is The Freedom Project? The Freedom Project is a documentary series that takes viewers inside the journey of individuals as they cope with mental illness. And um, this is something that I went through personally and I decided uh, to do a documentary about it. And while we're in production, I decided, how about we do a podcast about this? Because I've been on so many different podcasts talking about mental illness and no matter who I speak to, they automatically relate. It's something that, you know, I, I have seen during my podcast. Sometimes the hosts are actually identifying with certain mental illnesses in real time. So I'm like, this is super important. First, uh, always seek professional advice. This is educational purposes only and to raise awareness around this topic, mental illness. So uh, my documentary is called Freedom Project, and now we're doing a podcast version to even raise awareness. So today, episode one, I want to take a moment and actually share some more perspective on my trailer episode that I did last week. And um, I shared about stutter. And surprisingly, since I've released my episode, I've had a lot of people told me that, oh, my God, I stutter, too. I never thought that. Uh, stuttering could be um, uh, caused by anxiety or depression or trauma that we've, we've had in our past. And I decided episode one, I'm going to take time and actually deep dive into anxiety, PTSD and stuttering. So let's get into this. But first, uh, before I before I get into this uh, episode about stuttering, uh, I, I want to give a quick background on where I actually uh, where my stuttering came from. But. Uh, back in West Africa, that's where I grew up. Uh, that's where I grew up from. But currently, I am in the U.S. and uh, I used to play soccer. My goal was to go pro with it. Uh, if you've listened to the trailer, you probably have heard this story. But um, I genuinely believe that I was gonna play for Manchester United eventually. But I wasn't able to achieve that dream due to trauma. You know, PTSD. I witnessed my friend drown in front of me, and somehow I made it my fault. And uh, I never really had anyone to sit down and have a conversation about this trauma. And and um, the more I've fested on that idea that this is my fault, somewhere along the line, I got so stressed and so traumatized. And even till today, I still have a little bit fear swimming. I, I freak out still. But it's something that I'm still working on. But uh, going back, yeah, stuttering... Just out of nowhere, I, st I started stuttering because whenever I open my mouth, I don't know how to talk. And it got so bad that I genuinely just kept quiet. I don't want to talk to anybody else. And I didn't want to deal with um, the, you know, the embarrassing moment of me opening my mouth and knowing all the things that I want to say and nothing comes out. 
And while I was going through all of those trauma, I ended up getting molested. And that's when uh, my stuttering even got so bad because uh, the little voice that I had, the little um, a, a dignity that I had and the little belief that I had in myself was stolen by a very well-respected man who took advantage of a kid who had no idea what was happening. And after that happened, I didn't know how to talk about that. I did not know who to talk to. And, you know, growing up in Africa, mental illness is something that we don't necessarily ever talk about. And when we do, it's when someone is in the mental institution, the worst facilities ever you can ever imagine when it comes to mental illness. That's when we talk about that. And it, it, it's in a very negative way. So I didn't even know that mental illness or mental health in general, it's it's something positive. So. I never talked about all those trauma and those really horrible experience that happened to me as a kid. So the fact that I hid all of those, you know, secrets, if you want to call it, but those, those hurdles, you know, those fears that I kept within myself and, and inside of my chest. And somehow, whenever I open my mouth, nothing comes out. I freak out because I don't want people to know that I was molested, number one, and I, I didn't want to feel bad i've always been the good person i've always over delivered i've always been there for people because i was genuinely afraid of feeling the same feeling that i had when my friend drowned so all that stress accumulated eventually became becoming a really bad stutter and um i did not know what to do and literally every day whenever i had a, i had an opportunity to talk to people I, I would get mad at myself for the fact that I could not speak. And um, it, even though being a human being is, is such an imperfect journey, you know, because we live in a very imperfect world and we're trying to get along with imperfect people in a very imperfect planet. And we all have that one thing, that one hurdle and that one fear, that one quirk that's so confusing. And the way people devalue our thoughts and opinions after they realized that I have a stutter is something that I felt. It's something that, that broke a uh, any confidence that I had in myself. And it put me in a place where I would rather just sit down and not talk. I go out and hang out with people and I do not know how to talk. Because I, I genuinely believe that if I open my mouth, someone's going to laugh at me. Because my whole life during high school, it's something that I had to deal with. I identify myself as someone who has a stutter and it's nothing that I cannot do about it. And um, unfortunately, it's going to be uh, I'm going to be stuttering for the rest of my life. So uh, it was limiting me. Um, I had no one to talk to about about all the trauma that I had. And somewhere along the line, I actually suppressed my trauma so far that I did not even remember my friend passing away. I did not. I, I forgot about my uh, my molestation and, and all of this trauma, you know, traumatizing experience, you know, of me falling off a building, like all of this trauma that happened to me. Somehow my body miraculously just uh, was protecting me from remembering all those things. But because I wasn't ready to face them, I didn't have the tools in my toolbox to actually deal with those trauma, navigate through my emotions and figure out what what's real and what's not and what to face and uh, what to move away from and actually make peace. 
And this are things that I did not know how to do. And somehow I forgot about all those drama. But it manifested into the stutter that I mentioned. And it kept on getting bad. It kept on getting bad. I, I remember vividly go, going to college and being in the class and having knowing the answers because I was a really smart kid. I knew all the answers, but I did not I, I didn't want to raise my hands up and and take forever to answer. And people finding out that I had a stutter. I was so quiet that I was mute. People thought that I was mute at some point because I don't talk at all. I, I just keep quiet and I talk to a very few selected people that I've known since childhood and people that I play soccer with. But I don't talk. So I will be in a class not saying anything because I was afraid to speak. And that also limited me to a lot of great opportunities like scholarships, you know, even making friends. I, I, I see some 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 kids that are walking around and, and I'm just like, we would be great friends if I just knew how to talk because they, they would invite me. Hey, you you're a really great soccer player. Do you want to hang out sometime? Do you want to go out? And 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 um, after a game and just catch up. And I'm, I always had an excuse, which always take me forever to say. But th those were the friends that I wish that I uh, had the courage to even speak to. That's because I had no idea why this stutter was taking over my life, why it was such a big factor in who I was. And it controlled me for a very long time. And I remember after college getting a job uh, and losing that job because I could not stand up for myself when I had an altercation with an with with another staff I was so pissed and when I'm when I'm pissed my stutter goes to a whole different level I cannot talk at all I, I become I, I don't speak I just freeze and my vein the veins in my neck will stick out because I'm really trying to speak, but at that point, my, my adrenaline is even more confused and things are happening in my brain that I don't understand and I just shut down. And, you know, it, it, this got so bad and this is something that a lot of people don't even think about, like the fact that you can't just walk up to someone and say, hey, what's up? Like, it's impossible for me back when I had this stutter. I, I will literally see... See, especially dating, uh, I didn't go out on, uh, I did, even right now, you see, I stopped breathing and I started breaking because we're talking about dating. Because uh, of the memory, the traumatizing memory of me going on a lot of dates and the girls finding out that, oh, wow, um, you have, you actually have a stutter. And then they want to talk about the stutter. And I did not want to talk about it because I was ashamed of it. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was amazingly debilitating. And, and it impacted my social life. So me going on a date was literally uh, going against everything that I believed while dealing with the thoughts, the negative thoughts that this is not going to work, you know, and, and the physical cost is me violently shaking as I'm talking to people. My chest hurting, it, it gets so pain, painful that I can't even breathe. And it's like, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's impossible feelings that I'm constantly dealing with that I, I feel like a lot of people take talking for granted and not have a stutter. And here's a quick fact. One, uh, 1% of the population stutters. That's about 7 million people. 7 million people waking up every day and thinking about the the first thing is, okay, I'm, I'm about to go to work or, or I'm about to go hang out with friends. 
I am practicing my my deep reading. I'm 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 thinking about all these things that takes away the joy of even being around people. And I am sharing all of this just to uh, put you in, just to give you a perspective of what I was dealing with when it comes to just talking and, and having a good time and not being able to because I was limited by the stutter that I had, and uh, which was uh, from all the trauma that I experienced as a kid and uh, growing up with all that stress, the constant uh, stress of not knowing what the heck is wrong with me and what is it that I can do to get over all of this past trauma that, number one, I could not even remember, but I knew that something was wrong with me. Um, everything changed when I uh, was introduced to therapy. Well, I wasn't introduced. I was dating a girl who didn't really like how things were going because I was very clingy. I, I found one woman who actually accepted my stutter and I put everything on her. I just expected her to uh, be there I because she chose me. And it, that was something that never happened to me. It, it's something that I've never experienced where someone loved me uh, because of my stutter. Usually I'm being laughed at or being asked so many questions that I can't even answer because I have a freaking stutter. But this woman loved me regardless. So I expected her to to be there and, and support me no matter what, which was amazingly selfish until she left. And before she left, she said, hey, you need to go see a therapist. And um, yeah, my ego uh, and what I know about mental health is, uh, well, that's for crazy people technically. Um, and I'm not crazy. You, I feel offended right now. But I uh, wasn't um, letting go of my pride and I ended up losing her. So after being by myself and realizing that, oh, my God, I just kicked away the one person that actually cares about me. And that's when I actually decided, OK, I am going to go get help. But I went into therapy with the mindset of, oh, this is all BS. I'm going to prove them wrong. But guess what? I, I went in um, and the, the, the first few months uh, I was so intrigued by therapy and I, I kept showing up I kept showing up with the intention of well I'm eventually I'm gonna prove them wrong because I know that this is BS uh, but I was very fascinated by the things that she was saying because I was resonating with everything that she was saying to a point that I felt like she knew someone in my life that's because she gave me the space to to stutter and stumble as much as I can but just to be able to say what am I feeling? What are the things that are bothering me? And she was helping me navigate my feeling. And even though I was super stubborn, but the fact that I had someone that was there and listening, it was super nice. So I kept showing up. It took me six months to even open up. And when I opened up and somehow all of these memories started like flooding my head, it got so intense that I actually broke down crying. I've never cried in my whole life uh, like I did that day. It was so intense that I felt like I was going to die. I was having a panic attack. I was shaking. I could not breathe. I was crying. I had snot coming out of my nose. And after that crying, I felt so light because now I remembered all these things. And it was like, oh, my God, how did I forget Elijah? That was his name, my friend that drowned. How did I, f I'm not going to say his name, the man who molested. I'm saying, oh my God, how did this, how did I forget about all these things? What happened? And I was freaking out. 
and uh, nicely you know my therapist was you know was very nice she just told me it's okay to cry she was very supportive and I, I, i'm definitely lucky to have a very good therapist that actually wanted to help me because there were some times where i could not even pay for the session but she was so invested in me telling my story she was like i need to get this story i need to hear your story because i can t i have a feeling that you have a very important thing that you need to say and this can literally save your save your life and yeah so after that happened i feel so light and i kept coming back more but now with the mind with a different perspective and a different mindset and i was open to getting help and now i'm invested because i want i want to understand number one how the heck did i forget those memories what happened why why do i always feel so tense why why did i even develop the stutter because i remember vividly as a kid that i never had a stutter and to, you know i i i my mind made me believe somehow that you know i i have always stuttered my whole life but that was not the case because i used to ask my mom do I always stutter? And she was like, no, you know, you just copy other people that had a stutter and then it became a problem. And now you have a really bad stutter. And I'm like, oh my God, that was not even the case either. So I kept showing up and I was very open to therapy and I was being vulnerable with her, sharing my feelings and literally uh, telling her what's really in my heart. Because now that I can tap into all those memories that I forgot, I had more tools in my toolbox now to even know how to talk about them because she was there helping me navigate my feelings and uh, and and all the thoughts that are real and the ones that are not. And through that process, my stutter literally went away. So me talking right now, I had a really bad stutter to a point that I will stump my feet or hit my hand on the table to get a word out of me so me talking right now i had a bad stutter so can you imagine that so the fact that i was able to confront my past the fact that i was brave enough to go and be vulnerable and actually um, um be open myself to someone who created that space for me to talk about you know my breakup and realizing that oh this is not even about the breakup i am just a really angry what am I angry about? I don't really know why I have a stutter. Okay, what can I do about that? Oh, where did this stutter come from? It took me back to my child. It was like a it was like a blueprint to know myself. It was take it was taking me deeper and deeper and deeper through every step of our conversation and somehow I found myself into my earliest memories of playing soccer and earliest memories of being with my friend and remembering him drowning and remembering how it felt and then in that process i also learned that you know i i define myself as all of these issues that i experienced getting molested losing a friend i made it my, my fault excuse me i literally define myself by my mental illness like the anxiety was me uh, the PTSD was me. The trauma. It was me. I, it was just, I was so, I was not nice to myself at all. And that was what was killing me. It was putting me in a, in, in a place where I just had an, uh, a very, um, a very high level of stress all the time. So going to therapy, learning about all those things and learning about myself somehow, I don't know what happened. My stutter just went away. 
uh, that's because I was able to talk about all these things and navigate through it. And I gained the confidence that I had as the kid soccer player. And even more because I had I've had experience now. I can be empathetic towards people and, and just understand where people are at. Uh, and these are all, all things that I somehow developed just going through therapy. It, it was, I, I went in to prove that she was wrong and I ended up getting more. And it was like the best thing ever. So basically, what I'm trying to say here is that in order for all of us to grow, in order for us to move forward, in order for anyone, absolutely anyone to move forward, we have to confront our past. We need to understand ourselves in a holistic level to a point that, you know, we can actually make peace with all the things that we've experienced. Trauma is always going to be there if we don't deal with it. It's always going to be there to remind us through all these real little um, um, triggers for me, uh, for me, it was a stutter. I could not talk because I was traumatized. And, uh, the fact that I wasn't aware if, if I didn't have that opportunity to go to therapy, I probably would never, you know, it, I mean, it would have gotten really bad. So, um, yeah, so I am just very passionate about, uh, this topic and I can keep going, but it, you know, I'm going to try to wrap up on closes here, but after going to therapy and learning about myself and learning that pain is one thing that we have in common as human beings. But the fact that we don't understand pain and we're afraid, we're genuinely afraid of being vulnerable because it's number one, you're being vulnerable. You're opening yourself and letting people know what's really in your heart is not very cool because we're in, the, in, in a space where everyone is judging you from the get go. Like people on social media are just judging people without even knowing what this person is dealing with, who they are, what mind state they're in. So it's really hard to be vulnerable. I get that. But that's why therapy is there. Having that person who sits down and genuinely listens to you. I know I'm, I, I was lucky to find someone who cared about me and wanted to help me. But trust me, there are people out there. There are really good people out there that actually want to help and listen. So taking yourself out of that environment that is constantly triggering all the worst emotions that you can ever imagine and getting all the worst advices uh, from traumatized people that are also dealing with their own form of trauma and don't know how to deal with it. And because that's what we do nowadays, we, we're getting advice from everybody, but we don't, especially online, we don't know what state of mind these people are in. They could be out of a relationship, a very shitty one, and they just want to share their own perspective on how shitty the other um, um, person was and they're generalizing and everybody's saying, oh my God, sharing, sharing, sharing. We need to cut that. We need to stop that. We need to take a moment and, and realize that we're, again, we're in a very uh, imperfect uh, uh, planet and we're all imperfect and we're living along with imperfect people and we're trying to get along. So it's a very vicious cycle. So we need to be able to identify um, our own trauma first. And we can do that by going to therapy, by actually getting help and being open. It's so important because I went to therapy for six months without being open. Nothing was happening, but I, I, I knew that, you know, that, that there's some truth that, to what she was saying and I kept showing up. So being open is the first step and actually showing up 
and being intentional to actually get help. So for me, I'm very thankful for therapy. It literally saved my life. So that's why after learning that pain is one thing we have in common and a lot of us don't want to be vulnerable, I decided, okay, you know what? I am going to do a documentary about mental illness. I am going to um, talk about social issues because through social problems is where pain, you know, a lot of pain points are born. You know, we're constantly uh, um, getting, you know, seeing someone getting shot on TV. You know, that's the social problem. And we're, uh, we can picture ourselves get being in that same situation. And that somehow we're experiencing shared trauma online because we can see all those things happening to us, especially as a black person. So it's like, um, we have that in common and we're just collectively traumatized. So when I somehow I was able to tap into that and, and, and I recognized that we are always talking about mental illness, but we're talking about it backwards. We don't really talk about the human problem, the human aspect of it, the human element. We're always talking about all these causes, all these amazing causes, which are great, but we need to fix the human heart. We need to Make sure that everyone's spirit is okay. We need to make sure that people are listened to. We need to change the way we care for human beings. Because if you don't, it doesn't matter how amazing your cause is and how much you are trying to demonize people. People don't care. People don't care about all these different causes because uh, most of us have bills that we have to pay. Most of us have woke up this morning and we had a really bad fight because you know, the vicious cycle of being in a world of imperfect people and in a very imperfect world, it's very common. So we need to train people to be more empathetic, understand the human mind and, and actually invest into psychology and, and the education of it, into early intervention, into kids, and actually implement new strategies where we can get out, we can get rid of the old systems that are making it impossible for psychology to even become um, as important as it should be. But everyone is talking about mental health, but we're talking about it backwards because we're not putting the focus on humans. So that's what my documentary is all about. I want to take a moment and have people sit down and watch a show where the focus is on the human being, you know, but we're using social problems, which is something that a lot of us are very aware of. For example, I'm using domestic violence is a topic that we it's very hot, especially in 2021. And then putting the focus on mental illness because people are the one that are getting that are experiencing violence. People are the one causing the violence, and usually both groups are traumatized. One person is very traumatized from a very abusive dad or very abusive parent. Now they grow up and they're causing the abuse to their significant other or their kids. So we need to address the human problem and that's what the freedom project is all about and again um i'm just very honored that i i have the opportunity to talk uh, uh through this podcast to raise more awareness and i decided the first episode will be about my own story so that i can break it down because after posting the trailer i got a lot of people that reached out which was very appreciative i wasn't expecting it i didn't even expect anyone to listen to this but but again people did and that just tells me that uh this is something that resonates with a lot of us and mental illness is is a very important topic and it has always been important we just didn't see the value in it until now and um, and somehow covid made it a priority so 
I'm just happy that, you know, we're on the right track to actually address the human problem. And yeah, so through this project, I'll do my best to uh, uh, bring in different perspective and challenge the human mind and and help us address mental illness. So again, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is Ibrahima. Ibrahim, <laughs> excuse me. My name is Ibrahima Abraham Cisse. And I'm the creator and executive producer of the Freedom Project and also your host. So stay tuned for more personal interviews with other uh, people that have experienced a form of mental illness. So it's going to be awesome. And again, thank you. You have a blessed day. Bye.